Yo, what is up? You have found We Like the Blazers. I am your host, Ryan Witty Whitledge. And joining me from the future now is one Mr. Brandon Goldner. Brandon, how are you doing? From the future, 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 future. In the year 2000. (laughs) In the year 2000. Man, that was one of my favorite skits. Oh my God, that was great. Yep. Google's telling me it's reducing my noise. Fuck you, Google. Um, that was one of my that was one of my favorite skits from the old Conan, the actual Conan when Conan was good. Man, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm actually just kind of on the tail end of having COVID, which is a bummer. Um, and my cat is he got a cat cold, so our cats came from the U.S. to New Zealand. They we're on a long journey, honestly. Like they were in LA for two days. They were quarantined in Auckland for 10 days. So I have COVID. Zara has a cold. Zora is doing great. Cassie's at work and you and I are here talking basketball. So how are you? I'm doing great. Somehow we have managed to uh, still properly schedule a podcast from across the world. We did it. We is did this it. The first, this is the first one we've done transcontinental. We like the Blazers, isn't it? Yes, yes. From across the Dateline. So uh, for those that like don't it. know, for those that don't know, when I say from the future, it is currently at time of recording. It is 4 p.m. on Friday for Brandon. Well, it is 8 p.m. at night for me on Thursday. So, so it's actually not too bad. So basically, you know, here it would be four hours behind, one day ahead, which is not, it's honestly not too hard to navigate. Um, but yeah, we did it. We coordinated. The calendars worked. Yeah, modern day tech, doing. Yeah, modern day technology is glorious. When I can just send send you a, a a calendar reminder and it automatically changes the date for us. So when we don't have to use our collective brain power, things work out better. Not bad. <laughs> the less that we have to use our brains, the better, frankly. Um, so where do you want to start? There's been a lot. I mean, we haven't recorded since the beginning of the season, right? So I'm not sure we're both kind of going no notes, freeloading it, freeballing it. But yeah, yep. where do you want to start? So for me, I kind of want to uh, start at, before we get into like the minutia of the Blazers stuff. I, so... I mean, obviously now for you, you're having to catch games, you know, they're starting at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I know you tend to be a little more of a night owl. Is that, is this working out with your schedule a lot better? You liking it? Is it weird having like day basketball? They're all matinee games basically for you. It is working out for me. I actually really like being able to watch a Blazers game. And then after the game, you're like, well, almost time for dinner. Like, it's nice to not like have it. Cause that was a problem is that it would honestly like run into dinner time for Cassie and I, and like the kind of post dinners when we both get to kind of chill out and, you know, watch Netflix and stuff together. And she likes basketball, but not Blazers as much as I do. So frankly, this has worked out beautifully. I think I have watched more Blazers basketball minute for minute in these first five games than potentially any season in the last four or five years. So I'm digging it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, I was, you know, when, when we last recorded, um, I think, uh, 
let's see, what was it? Uh, Die Hard called me the the most irrationally patient Blazers fan on on the face of the earth, and you were very unsure about a, a lot of things. So we'll kind of bounce around these games. As, oh, that's as, a very polite way of putting it. <laughs> we'll kind of bounce around these games. We're not gonna. We're not. If you want the quickest recap in the West, uh, Mike Richmond's always got you covered on on that stuff. You can go find it. Go find back on his pods. But so based off the initial concerns that you had after preseason and and the stuff that you saw, how are you feeling about those concerns that you had now five games in with them sitting at four and one? They're gone. The concerns are gone. And like, I mean, maybe not totally gone, but like, look, let's set the table. The blazers are four and one. Uh, They have looked, they look nothing like they did during preseason. Damian Lillard clearly is back. And like, we can talk about his injury, his minor injury in a second. But my concerns were that the preseason, that they didn't look cohesive, that they did look sluggish. The defense didn't look like it was working. Ant and Dame didn't seem like they were playing together. And then flip the switch, like the season actually starts. And all of a sudden it looks cohesive. It looks like they're playing with a different style than I've ever seen them play with their best players. Like, like some of what they're showing right now is a little similar to what they were looking like when they, you know, had players and when they were tanking last year. Um, but just, I don't know. It honestly, man, it's, it's an energy hit. This is the most interested and excited. I've been watching the blazers in the Damian Lillard era. It doesn't mean that it's like, I think they're the best team, but they are so much more fun to watch. I mean, that's my kind of initial reaction, but what's, what's yours. What do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, my, obviously like if we're going to step, this is like, I was so tuned out near the tail end of last season, because even though it was all the young guys (laughs) playing and whatnot, it still, it wasn't fun basketball. Like if I wanted to go watch that, I could go to a rec league. I could go check out some high school games, whatever. But um, yeah, so it is my, my interest level was, was peaked from, you know, the immediate tip off. And one of the things that I know you were concerned about and you, you had brought up before um, in our last recording was, you know, can, can Billups coach. And that was a, a conversation that we had and, you know, through various reporting that's come out, you know, since um, training camp ended, it, he realized that he needed to go back to the drawing board because, you know, it, obviously he's one of the 75 greatest you know, players of all time, uh, no, you know, hall of famer, all that stuff. And those guys that are always so great at that, you know, they talk about like how they see the game and they met and how they process it mentally. And so Chauncey realized that the things he had been trying to teach in training camp was maybe just a little too in depth. It's like, you know, a genius trying to explain to somebody, um, you know, something that they don't fully grasp or whatnot. And he kind of had to break it down and realize that he, he needs, he needed to teach it in steps. Like, Hey, here's this step. You know, when, when the group kind of gets it, he'll move it up. He'll move it up until it's kind of, they're seeing the game, how he has seen the game throughout his career. I, I likened it to, you know, he was trying to teach geometry to a group of people that had not yet figured out, uh, algebra. So, you know, you need those steps to build off. So I was very pleased to, you know, when you heard that, that he had to go back to the drawing board, you're like, oh crap. All right. We're already doing this and it's only preseason and they're already scrapping all their stuff. This is not going to be good. 
Well, apparently it was fucking fantastic because yeah, they are playing a brand of basketball that is fun. It is fast. It is unpredictable. You know, with what you're seeing on the defensive end, it's not just straight drop coverages, straight zones. He's literally every other possession mixing shit up. So, no, I am 3,000% tuned in. Only thing I need to figure out is my gambling habits with him. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what do you mean by that? Okay. So, uh, what was it? Opening night, I threw out a Blazers money line in Anthony Simon's 20 plus points parlay. Well, Ant failed on that. And so I was like, all right. And then I think game two, I did not, or no, what was it? Uh, yeah. Then game two, I didn't bet on ant and I just took blazers money line and, you know, Ant had a little bit better, had the, the much better showing in that game two and game three, I lucked into that one. So the wife and I were up at Alien a casino and we walked in and their sports book had just opened. So I was like, Oh, so before the game tipped, I think I went down and threw just a couple bucks down on blazers money line. Nothing special <laughs> went about my gambling was kind of watching the game on the various screens that they had up there. And then at the moment that the blazers were down eight with like, or no down seven with like the four and a half minutes left, I walked over to the, uh, uh, the kiosk that was like, Oh, I wonder what the live line is on it. And I caught it at plus 2,200. <laughs> So I threw a couple shekels in there for the Blazers money line to win when they were at plus 2,200. So won a pretty penny off that. And from there got super cocky. And on this last game, I went and did a Blazers money line parlay with a Damian Lillard 30 plus points and an Anthony Simons 20 plus points. And Ant fell short of his point total and Dame uh, uh, strained his calf. So but I need to figure out these gambling styles. I'm either wah, cursing that I'm, I'm either cursing the team. I can't make any player point total bets. They never hit <laughs> just need to I mean, do straight money lines. Yeah. And obviously you can't, there's some stuff that you can't predict. Yeah. I mean, look, I, there's, there's so much more we could say about this start too. I mean, the Blazers start four and oh, for the first time since 1999, since they had another player named grant who had dreadlocks, my favorite player, Brian grant. And like, I think that the, the thing that I am most encouraged by in this start is knowing that they still have time to come together, to gel, to learn each other a little bit more. Like there is plenty of room for improvement. They have been turning the ball over like crazy, particularly, I mean, that third quarter yesterday uh, against the heat was pretty painful. They, sh they were probably going to lose that game no matter what, especially when Dame went out, but like over and over again, they were, they were just like throwing these terrible passes that had no chance of getting there. I think that they must've given up maybe a dozen points on turnovers in the third quarter alone, which is pretty much the margin at that point in the game. Yeah. So there's stuff that they can improve there. Uh, the offense still sometimes looks a little bit clunky, but philosophically the things to his credit, the things that Chauncey Billups talked about, not at the beginning of this year, but all the way back to last year are starting to happen. You see people, they look more connected and more involved and more active on defense to your point earlier, their defenses are showing teams different looks. They're switching things up. Is it always perfect? No, but there is an amount of effort there and energy there, which is bearing some fruit. And the thing, the biggest thing for me, and I'm not trying to get too reductive is Damian Lillard's leadership. I mean, the fact that he looks like Damian Lillard, 
I think I said it at preseason that that was the number one most important thing heading into the season is how does Damian Lillard look? Well, through five games, he's averaging 31 points a game, shooting 50% of the field. He looks fucking awesome. Again, we're going to talk about his minor injury in a second, but philosophically, it's that people trust each other. It's that he deferred to Anthony Simons on the game winner in Phoenix. It's that he deferred to Jeremy Grant for the game winner against uh, the Lakers, right? Um, it's the fact that you have different people doing stuff with Dame comfortable and willing to play off ball. And also you have people like Josh Hart, who, I mean, I'm, I'm talking a lot, but like might be the Blazers second most important player right now. Question mark, Josh Hart pushing the ball every single time in transition, the Blazers going out and getting out on the break for the first time since Rick Adelman, like, Man, honestly, like I'm not again, I'm not trying to be too Pollyanna about it, but there is just so much to like about this early season that I am stoked about it. Yep. You know, and then the couple of players that you touched on, you know, like Grant, I, I I remember leading up, you know, when the the rumors first started surfacing, you know, Grant to the Blazers and whatnot. And, you know, you'd see the debates. He's a crappy defender. Oh no, he needs the ball too much to be effective. You you go back and you look at his box scores from some of these games. And I, I, um, you know, he's got like sneaky, you know, 18, 19, 21 point outbursts. And you're like, I, I don't even remember when he scored all these, you know, he's, it's, he's doing right. those things it's quietly. Like, when did that even happen? Yeah. You, you see him third in there on the scoring sheet, you know, most of these nights and, and you're like this, you know, this is a guy he's doing, he's doing the dirty work. You know, he's, I, I keep saying it, you know, as I'm watching these games, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not afraid to watch a forward for one dribble a ball, you know, at all, let alone into traffic. Like I, I have PTSD from the Alpha Camino and everybody else days that if anybody with, you know, with an F behind their position dribbled, you, you held your breath. You didn't know what the hell was going to happen. And with Grant, good things happen. He's finding his space. He's finding his moments, you know, and then with heart too, the, the cohesiveness that heart and Grant are playing with uh, on the defensive end before I get to heart on the offensive end, but it, it's allowing the, the blazers can just, they can switch anything. Hearts hearts. Normally he's been, I think through all of these games, he's guarded the primary uh, offensive player on every team that we've gone against, you know, outside, not obviously he wasn't guarding Jokic, but you know, um, you know, the, the primary guard and, or forward. And that's allowed, you know, if teams are trying to get into switches the way that the Blazers have been playing it, you're, they're normally right. switching, they're switching to grant. And yep. one of the, and one of the, and so that's, you know, it's damned if you do damn, or, you or you're switching into Winslow or you're switching into Shaden Sharp, who by the way is like a very decent individual defender already somehow, which is like something yeah. else to be excited about. Or you're switching into Dame who I, 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 is a good post what, defender. Well, I don't know what the reason for it is either, but he seems a lot more actively engaged. And I don't know if that is that maybe he's not feeling as burdened by having to carry so much of an offensive load because he actually does have guys that he trusts to score around him other than just one other, like he had in CJ. And so he can totally expend possible. a little more energy or if it's a, he's seeing everybody else give the most amount of fucks that he's ever seen teammates give on defense. 
And he's like, well, if these four, four other guys are doing it, I better fucking play my ass off for him. As opposed to him looking around going, well, there's one and a half guys that are trying really hard. So, you know, I, I, I got zero clue if it's with that, you know, and then Hart, I keep saying that he is a player. He is everywhere all at once at all times. And I maintain that he has what I call resting shocked face. Anytime he he looks shocked at everything at all times. Uh, Also uh, one stray observation. I don't think Shaden Sharp is physically capable of smiling at all. Not one bit. And (laughs) you know, there's a lot that we could say about, and I do want to do like a couple of like, stats things, even though it's only five games, but you can start extrapolating a little bit. Yeah. Shaden sharp. Every time he's like, he runs down the court. He like is on a fast break. He gets fouled, like goes up and gets fouled. The camera cuts to him. It's not even that he's not smiling. His mouth isn't even open. He's just like breathing through his nose, very calm, like very neutral. He's not even breathing heavily. Like he, last game, like he went up for this like lay in where he, he got like even a weird jump and he's like behind the hoop. And then he's like floating through the air. His head almost hits the backboard. He basically apparates way above the rim. I mean, the athleticism on this dude is absolutely nuts. Uh, but I did want to quickly just like Josh Hart, Josh Hart is scoring the loudest 10.8 points per game I've ever seen in my life. Like add, you know, 10 rebounds, four assists, a steal and a half. And it really is like his willingness to push on the break every single time, you know, if Josh Hart, by the way, he's getting 10 rebounds. Like every time he gets a rebound, Josh Hart, he's going to push. Doesn't matter if Damian Lillard's on the floor. Damian Lillard, not known, known for being a fast break guy. Doesn't matter. Josh Hart's going to push. And it's like, it's that kind of unpredictability and just that energy, which I think is so just important for this team. And I honestly don't think that the box score is capturing the impact Josh Hart is having on this team. I said it earlier, but I want to say it louder and I want your reaction to it. I think so far, Josh Hart is the Blazers second most important player in this five game season. I know it's a young season. It's super early. Is that a hot take? What do you think about that? No, it's not a hot take. I completely agree with it. And it's going to rip all of our hearts out when the Blazers trade him at the, at the deadline this year. I hate that pun. And I hate that thought. I don't (laughs) want to trade it at the deadline. Look like, I mean, there are players, in this league, uh, and it's it's again, it's kind of like uh, you know, old guy on the couch, like oh, you gotta have like the guy who has a bunch of energy. But Josh Hart literally brings something to this team which it needs desperately, and also. I'm excited to see what Gary Payton, the second does on defense. Cause I bet it's going to be pretty similar to the same way that like every time Josh Hart is like on the court, something's happening. You kind of have to watch it that you can feel that the team is like buzzing and they got to move. Like, I think that Gary Payton, the second, when he's back in the lineup is going to have that same impact on defense. Like we have not even seen this Blazers team at their best yet. And yes, I know injuries always happen. It's not like they're going to be healthy the entire year, but they're going to get their full lineup back soon. Knock on wood. Hopefully if no one else gets hurt and I am super interested to see it. Like, I don't know, like there's just, man, honestly, I'm so glad that we get to record because there's so much that I want to talk about and just so much that makes me, makes me happy. But yeah, I well, and, it, well it, and it's fine too, because even if we're, even if we're bouncing around or whatnot, and, and, and you know, here's, here's the peek behind the curtain for everybody is that, yeah, we've, we've all watched the games. We're not going to sit here and we're not going to break down stats, but the, the whole of last I year, a little bit, the whole of last year was just an absolute shit show. So, it was so not know, fun. <laughs> so let's just, 
if, even if we're going to bounce around here, just in, we're hoping that you guys, if I was maintained, if somehow you found this podcast, you're obviously a Blazers fan and you've obviously watched the games and you're obviously enjoying yourself too. Let's just enjoy it together. Right. If, if, if this podcast involves us, this episode involves us all just eventually giggling like little schoolgirls, freaking enjoy it because all the pain that we went through <laughs> with the bull crap from last year. You know, it's fun to be happy. Again, I it's, drop his name a lot, but as Mike Richmond says, hold on to your joy. Well, we're fucking joyous. I mean, is Mike Richmond secretly like your other podcast partner? Cause you do seem to plug his show quite a bit. He does great work. You should definitely subscribe to Lockdown Blazers right now if you haven't already. Um, but let's, I mean, speaking about bouncing around, let's bounce to something. I mean, we can always bounce back, but it is a pretty important question. We know that Damian Lillard, he has a strained calf. That's a bummer. Uh, he's talked about it. He's not concerned about it. He said, if it was a playoff game, he would have played. He also said something like it had been bothering him even since before that Miami heat game, which I'm not really sure what to make of that, but whatever. And then Sean Strania comes out and says one to two weeks to be reevaluated, which, and, you know, that's, the blazers yeah. land immediately torpedoed itself and tried to walk off a cliff. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like that when it, for, when the moment it happened, I said, well, that's going to be at least a week. So, you know, that's kind of what I figured it would be, but maybe. And so all to say, let's just assume that it's going to be fine. It's a minor injury. Like I even have a hot take about, I think this might be good for the team, but I'll save it for a second. But the question does remain. And I think it's an interesting one. With Damian Lillard out of the lineup, who is it that you want to see inserted into the starting lineup? And Ryan, I have to tell you, I think that there is a single correct answer to this question, and I'm curious what your response is. Well, that's a very sharp observation from you, sir. Yes, sir! <laughs> yes, sir! Let's go! Dude, it has to be. It has See, to be. Well, you know. It has to be and- Shaden Sharp. Well, and one of the things too, the coaches look to do, especially if they have to make adjustments like this injury adjustments to starting lineups is they don't want to be that disruptive and detrimental to their regular rotations. The Terry Stotts injury replacement. (laughs) Yes. He was known for inserting these just random people because he didn't want to fuck with the rest of the rotation. (laughs) Exactly. But I mean, that is a coach wide thing. And Billups is very, very keen right now on, you know, Winslow's his six guys, first guy off the bench. So while, you know, Winslow in some degree would make a little bit of sense. He's going to want to keep him with that bench unit, keep him as his six man sharps that next guy off the bench and sharp, you know, uh, you know, he would most easily slot into this where you're looking at, um, a starting lineup of, uh, Ant, heart sharp, uh, grant and, uh, Nurk. So it, it, it just makes the most sense. So, and in my mind, it's only going to be a one game thing. Uh, you know, Dame will sit from Houston and uh, for all the hubba I think blue, it's going to be, I think it's going to be three to four games. Oh, okay. Well, you, we've, we've learned apparently this year, I'm the pessimistic one or I'm the optimistic one. And you're the, uh, you're the forever, forever terrified of us not being able to have nice things one. But well, let, let me, let me actually, let me, I, I think it's, it's no more than the equivalent of a stub toe. Like this is, it's, it's the small, it's the smallest grade sprain humanly possible. You know, did Dame saying that? Yeah. Dame saying it had been bothering him for a couple of weeks. Well, great. That's you're allowed to have sore muscles and whatnot from ramping up to in season form. Uh, Could have been no more than that. And I actually give him full kudos last night for just immediately like 
he has enough trust in his team or could have read how the game was going either one, however you want to take it to have that come up and immediately ask out of the game after, you know, after the next defense possession down, realizing that he couldn't go going back to the locker room and being like, no, I'm, you know, I'm I'll sit this one out. You know, I I feel in years past, even in game five of the season, you would have seen Dame think that he needed to be out there, that he needed to carry the team, that all this stress was on him and would have went back out there and pushed it because he's got a high pain tolerance and he's used to playing through pain. So tip of the, tip of the cap to him for just being like, Nope, I'll, I'll, you know, sit out a week. I'll skip the Houston game, you know, reevaluate. I'll probably, he'll probably be questionable or whatnot is how I'll be listed when it comes to next week's Phoenix game. Right. I think his instinct to listen to his body more is a good one. I do just want to turn on its head. The notion that him being out longer is bad. I actually have a hot take. I think Dane being out, more like three to four games rather than just one game is good. Here's why the blazers come out in the early season. It's still early and use that word early over and over again, but they are four and one and they blow away early expectations. We have the team playing together. They're playing together on offense, playing together on defense. The whole MO so far this early season has been, you know, connectivity, sharing the ball, letting other players do stuff. I think Dame showing that he's structurally healthy, having the best season he's had in many years. I think that remains. This is a minor injury. No big deal. And so then, okay, Dame, go get some rest. Other players, let's show what you got. You have players who are hungry, who want to prove what they can offer to the NBA. This is a perfect time to do that. You've already banked some wins that maybe some people didn't think that you were going to get. And back to our original point, by the way, this does open up some runway for Shaden Sharp, who this season, I am getting over my skis. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to be exaggerating. I'm going way over positive. Shaden Sharp will be an all NBA player at some point in his career, period. He will be. He's too athletic. He's too intuitive. The game is already slowed down for this guy who didn't play one lick of college ball. His shooting looks phenomenal. Like His shooting looks sure. better than even... Yeah, very pure, even better than the stats show. And by the way, again, speaking of Josh Hart scoring some of the loudest 10 points per game you've ever seen, I think Shaden Sharp scoring some of the loudest 8.4 points you've ever seen on 47% shooting, 50% from deep, an effective field goal percentage of 57%. That's very nearly leading the team. And yes, I know he's only playing 16 minutes a game, but he is putting up six and a half shots. That's not nothing. He's already inserted himself into Chauncey Billups's rotation. I think the start has got to go to sharp. The start's got to go to sharp. I think that's the way to go. I think he's earned it. He's proved it. He's shown he's not, not only not a liability, but he can be an additive for this Blazers team who provides them what they need now and also building towards the future. So yeah, I hope it is Shaden sharp. I think it would be a good thing. Yeah. And then one of the other benefits that that comes from, you know, if Dame is out more than one game, you know, I'll give him tops two, but I'm saying it's only one. It's just my gut gut on that. Uh, the other bad, if it's more than one, it'll be okay. I won't cry. I'll just send you angry text blaming you. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, he, you know, and uh, he had that one amazing game with the absolutely bonkers, you know, third quarter, uh, against Denver. But other than that, he's kind of been in a little bit of a slump and you know, what do, what do shooters need to do to get themselves out of slumps? Shoot. Well, congratulations, kid. Uh, you're the number one option for at least the next game. Yeah. You're the number one option for at least the next game or two. 
And like, again, like I'm just to dip into the stats again, like Anthony Simons in a slump, Anthony Simons taking a career high 8.8 threes per game and hitting them at a 34% clip. If that's a slump, I hate to see what him being normal is like. That's good news. Like, like, yes. And I, I agree with you. It does open up, you know, I, I got to stop. I got to find a different metaphor. It opens up room for Simons. It opens up room for Shaden Sharp. It does also, I would say, I think it gives players like Jeremy Grant, you know, he did. I, I think that him and, and Dame talked last year had a tacit players only agreement that he wouldn't mind being traded to the blazers. And I do think that he gave something up role wise from what he was doing in Detroit to come to Portland. And so maybe Jeremy Grant getting some more shots wouldn't be the worst thing. Maybe Yusuf Nurkic getting a couple more shots wouldn't be the worst thing. Like for his, for his attitude, I mean, in Nurkic has had a bizarre year. Like there are times that he is totally indispensable. And then there are times that I don't know what's happening, but the point, being my hot take is that this minor injury to Damian Lillard is actually really well-timed and it's going to end up being a good thing. That's my hot take. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it is well-timed because you know, especially if you want to talk about, you know, the expectation aspect or whatnot, because again, coming into this, like I said on our previous recording, I was trusting the organization when they had said, you know, we're not, we're not counting success based off wins and losses. We're starting it or we're counting our success based on, you know, implementation of, of, you know, uh, Billups system and connectivity. Well, it appears it's been implemented extremely well. Uh, connectivity seems absolutely solid right now. And, you know, it led to some winning and more winning than people originally thought. So if Dame is out for a game or two or three and they drop, you know, two, two out of the next three or something, if he's out that long, uh, what does that do? Well, it puts Blazers right back down to what everybody's original expectations were. Right. So, yeah, no, totally. You know, like, I mean, and I then would... you just get to start start. Start. You get to start hot and build off that again when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, I would. I I don't have their schedule in front of me. They have what they have that game against Houston, and then they. Why don't I have the schedule right in front of me as I'm stalling for time? (laughs) Then they play Memphis, and then they play the Suns twice, and then they play the Heat again. I mean, this is kind of a rough stretch for them, right? Like, especially without their best player, like they could definitely drop a decent handful of those games. But I mean, I, my hope is that especially if Gary Payton, the second comes back and you're opening up some room for Anthony Simons and you're opening, I do think that Jeremy Grant has more capacity too, that you can weather this storm. And I'm not saying it's going to be like a Memphis situation last year where they went some ridiculous number of games without John Moran. And what were they like 29 and four, something yeah. insane, like a net, that's not going to happen. Okay. Let's just put that to bed. But I mean, I wouldn't mind them continuing to be very competitive and like, I don't expect them to be like a sub 500 team without Dame, uh, which is just something I would not have said at the preseason, but yeah, yeah. I mean, really quick though, like taking a look at just like offensive rating and defensive rating. And I know that they're not end all be alls. I know it's early, but do, last do we year, have the, to say it? Do we have to say it? Everybody else is saying it. I think we have to say it. Small what? sample size, <laughs> small sample size theater. <clears throat> I'm pulling this from basketball reference. I do want to report that last year, <clears throat> gosh, the stupid, this, the very trail end of COVID, at least I've recovered. Thank God. But, um, you just get all phlegmy and coffee and it's not super fun, but 
if we're looking at last year, uh, <laughs> which maybe that's not the year to look at. Maybe we should look at the year before. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. just absolutely riveting radio right now. Um, the year before the Blazers, according to basketball reference, were in fact third in offensive rating and 28th in defensive rating, right? So when the Blazers were healthy and they were kind of like a middling team, they were third in offensive rating and 28th in defensive rating out of 30 teams. Now this year, again, small sample size, they find themselves 11th in offensive rating and 15th in defensive rating. That's what we had been saying all year is that as long as they could be like a middling defense, they could be okay. And again, I will repeat, Gary Payton, the second, I mean, he is the NBA's best perimeter defender. He was playing meaningful minutes in the finals for a championship team. Their defense could potentially get better. And I hate to say it this way, but like maybe, especially with Damian Lillard out of the lineup question mark. But um, let me ask you this, the Blazers 15th in defensive rating. How does that feel to you? If the Blazers have a successful season, is that like, where you expect them to end up or do you expect them to end up on either end of that? I think they could end up a top 10. One of the funny things too, is again, and it ties ties into the small, just based off what I've seen, but it's one of the funny things that ties into that small sample sizes. So you said they were, they're currently 11th in offensive rating. Uh, why why did I just lose that? Yes. Uh, before the loss to the heat, they were fifth in offensive rating. And then before that loss, they were sample size. They were 10th in defensive rating. So you, you were looking at a top five offense, top 10 defense. So again, one game swings it that much. It's I would actually, yeah. And to be fair, I would say that that actually brings probably those stats closer to sustainable, even with that one game, which again, it's a small sample. It's five games, right? Like each game is going to have a ton of importance, but like, I guess more of my point is that rather than you have your offense way up here and your defense way down there, it seems like they're both kind of pretty good, which is great. And that is a difference from Blazers teams in the past. Yeah. I could see them lying somewhere around where if they end up with, you know, like a, uh, um, you know, sixth or seventh, you know, uh, in offensive rating somewhere at the end of the year. And, um, so, you know, eighth or ninth somewhere in, in a top 10 defense. And, and that may seem extremely optimistic, but, a lot of stuff that you're seeing with the offense, they're, they're, their offense is generating really good looks and when they're not turning the ball over, but that goes back to some of that connectivity, getting used to playing together. You're seeing a lot of passes that are going right in front of guys. Guys are making cuts when somebody thought they were going to stay there. That crap will get itself fixed out, but um, everything else with their offense, it's all, they're getting good looks not necessarily always hitting all of them. Um, so obviously shots will start to fall. Uh, it, it just happens. The defensive stuff, it, it's not just one guy that's out there that you're lying to be a lockdown defender that is carrying this defensive rating. It's that stuff that we touched on earlier, where you have situations where grant and Hart, you know, those guys are covering and switching everything. This scheme that Billups is running where, you know, one possession down, he's got a three, two zone. Next one down, he's got a two, three zone. Next thing down, they're switching everything. Next thing down, you know, they're, they're going to employ a drop coverage. You know, they're, they're cheating off. You can tell their heck go back from the Russell Westbrook game that they said our, our game plan was to not guard Westbrook. That's how we were going to win, you know? So they're just doing all these different things 
that are massive or that I think are all sustainable. And the more sustainable these things are and the more successful they are, the more, the better you will be at them. So that's, that's why I'm optimistic about those things. And I, I do seriously think, especially then with the eventual addition of, of uh, Gary Payton uh, that it could easily be a, a top 10 offense and top 10 defense. I, boy, top 10 in both <clears throat> seems like a bit of a stretch, but that's fair. I mean, that's an optimistic take. I will just say again, like some of the stuff that we have seen in these first five games were things I were, I was hoping to maybe see in spurts at, at, at maybe at the halfway point of the season. And we've already seen a lot of really good stuff really early. I, I just, it's hard to not be encouraged by that. Also when they have room to improve in so many things, it's not like this has been like fluky, super duper hot shooting or anything like that. Like maybe Damian Lillard aside. I mean, he's been just unreal, but yeah, like I, I am as encouraged from these first five games as I could possibly be. I, I think like I, I it is, it's hard for me to imagine being any more encouraged. Like there are even different ways that they could be four and one where it would kind of feel rickety or weird. It doesn't feel rickety or weird. Like the blazers legitimately look like a good team. And I don't know what else you want to hit on before we bounce, but I did want to ask like this five game sample size. Does this have you reevaluating where you thought the blazers were going to end the season? No, I'm sticking firm with it. Can you repeat what you thought was going to happen? Uh, I believe that they will possibly be, they'll, they'll be a playing team and I'm giving them about, you know, 43 to 45 wins. Okay. I, I this is funny. So now we're going to flip roles here and I'm going to be the optimist. I, I just, I do feel differently now. I feel differently. I've seen so much on both ends of the floor, especially again, the biggest question was, does Damian Lillard look right? He looks right. Question answered. So if we don't have to worry about that, then you get to worry about more fun things. By the way, Shane Sharp looks like ahead of the curve. That's really helpful. The Blazers have already been looking like a really good, well-connected team without again, the best perimeter defender in the NBA who is going to be suiting up soon. So I got to tell you, Ryan, I'm changing. I am changing my prediction. I believe I know. I believe what I said I think I said something to the tune of like eight, nine, 10 play in. I think I said something to the tune of what 41, 42 games. Uh Um, I firmly believe that this is a playoff team. Now I think this team looks more like a five, six team. And I think this team looks more like a 47, 48, 49 win team at this point. Like, and also the ceiling on this team has now gone way up. There's, I will, I will give you that. I will give you that. My ceiling on this is massively raised, but my, my, my floor level expectations are, are not moving with, you know, I just got a bigger room. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I think it expanded in both directions. I, or well, I guess, no, I think it just shifted up. I think the floor got raised too. I really do. I, I think the disaster potential here is, with Damian Lillard looking the way he does and leaving everything else aside, that really, really matters. And then you have the fact that they, you know, again, credit to Chauncey Billups. And this is probably, I mean, hopefully it is a season of me recanting many things I said about Chauncey Billups as a coach, but 
they appear to be playing the type and style of basketball that he wanted to play. And also credit to Chauncey Billups. You can see that the Blazers, their best players are playing the way that makes them most comfortable. Most of the time. I don't think that's something we saw early last season. And I do think that's a credit to Chauncey Billups being flexible. So for me, the floor and the ceiling have both been raised. I do think this is a playoff team now. I think that they, they especially with like other teams like the Lakers just completely shitting the bed. Uh, it does give you more room, more more wiggle room there in kind of the oh. bottom of the playoff picture. So that that is that assumes that you thought that the Lakers were a playoff team. That I, I was I wasn't buying their crap. That's true. That's a good point. So, okay. Uh, I, the, the, the one thing I want to touch on real quick, because we've mentioned his name 10, 15 times now. Um, how do you imagine the integration of Gary Payton in this lineup going? Because as we're sitting here and we're like, Oh my gosh, Shaden sharp. We weren't expecting him to get this many minutes, you know, and he's just absolutely killing it. You know, Nas has shown just uh, marked improvement and flashes of greatness. Justice Winslow has been doing absolutely fantastic. You know, it's pretty much like the only position that you look at and you're like, Oh, well, we could probably switch some things around is, I mean, we're not putting Gary Payton in at center. So how do you imagine him going? Is, do you think he's going to hold, do you think he's going to wholesale take a spot from somebody or do you think that it's going to be simple enough to kind of steal two to three minutes over the, from, you know, the various 10 guys that Phillips has been playing. I say, let's get weird. And like we saw (laughs) Gary Payton starting center, not, not starting at center, (laughs) but we saw Gary Payton credibly guard centers last year, credibly guard centers last year. doesn't mean that he was like the best post defender. He wasn't, but credibly guarding people like Nikola, Nikola Jokic. So like, I guess my thought is, yeah, you can take minutes from Nurk. If he continues to play the way he's playing, you can go ultra small ball. You can take minutes from drew Eubanks, for example, you can take maybe some minutes from justice Winslow. And from that, you can then cobble together lineups where maybe there is no traditional center. Okay. Like maybe you do have people who can credibly like keep up their end of the bargain in the post kind of, that's what you're doing. I would be super, super interested to see that. And I do think that you could get some very bizarre lineups, right? Like it would look kind of weird. Like I, I like, I'm not going to lie. Like it would be like what you have, like Gary Payton is out there with Dame and Simons and Jeremy Grant and what, like, I guess like Josh Hart, like, I I mean, that's very, very, very small, but like, why not get weird with it? So I don't know. Like, I, I I think like for me, I think it's cobbling together minutes from different people. I don't think anyone's going to get iced out because to your point, there's no one positionally that you can just kind of sub him out for at this point. Yeah. The, uh, what I imagine, and I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I'm, I'm going to be as giddy as the freaking cat on catnip. Uh, I didn't want to use school girl again, but um, a, a, an end of game lineup where the Blazers need to absolutely get a stop to preserve a win and seeing a lineup with Dame Hart, Winslow Grant and Gary Payton out there. That is there. You will not score on us lineup. We, we, you will not, you will not do anything to us lineup. We will own you. Yeah. And you know who else has looked really, really good in individual defense, if not team defense, Shaden sharp, 
who can move incredibly quickly. He can navigate through screens and apply pressure. I was watching him really closely yesterday against the heat. And even though there were some shots that the heat were able to make over him, he fought through multiple sets of screens and they had absolutely no daylight whatsoever. And we're talking about a 19 year old who, again, didn't even play college. This is his first NBA experience. And he is already, he looks like a credible individual defender. And I would not be ultra surprised to see Shaden Sharp kind of edging his way further and further into the rotation. And again, that's why I am kind of excited for Dame being out does create opportunity for people just like him. And I'm hopeful that Chauncey Billups not only starts sharp, but gives him more minutes. Like it would just be like, I think he has already proven that you can throw 28 or 30 minutes at him and your team will not suffer. I think he's already proven that, which is a very, very high bar to clear. And he's yeah. cleared it. And that's very impressive and very fucking cool. Yeah. It's, it's really freaking fun to watch him too. I, I, he's got this thing right now where he, because of how smooth and how quick he can get his shot off, he is really good at, he will bait defenders into chasing him out onto the three point line. And at the very last minute, humanly possible, like you think you're like, Oh God, please don't shoot it because that thing's going to get blocked. He has this fun little sidestep dribble and it just looks like pure gold. And I think I've only seen him like miss one of them, but he will bait a defender in for that very last minute. And I think part of it too, is then the one that I saw him miss, you know, chasing down his own rebound and putting it back in for a land. So he's already got his guy falling all the way behind him, little sidestep dribble shot, and he'll chase his own rebound on it. Uh, besides that, his footwork is just, it's, it's so clean, so advanced, but all right, we can wax, we can wax poetic about all the things that we love and we're mad that Dame's hurt, but uh, hopeful that it'll lead to better developments for everybody else. Uh, but I, I think that's about it. And unless, uh, anybody else's shoes we want to shine to, we want to give, you know, Cronin some props for, uh, this little puzzle piece that he's seemed to properly assembling or we'll good hold job, off on Cronin. that. Good job, Joe Cronin, you know, good job, Chauncey Billups. I, I mean, this is again, like, I, I'm just going to say it. This is the most fun I've had watching Blazers basketball in a very long time. This team looks substantively different from any team they've had in the Damian Lillard era. And it's really cool to see. So I'm excited about it. I know you are too. And I know you all are too. If you want to reach out to us, you can do that at we like the Blazers. No, no. At like the Blazers on Twitter at we like the Blazers.com. You can find me at Goldner PDX. Find that dude at the witty Ryan. We are always on Twitter. We are chronically online. Doesn't matter who buys this company. We are still going to be there until our new overlord kicks us off. That's what I was about to say is like, they can't get rid of us, but uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for recording and thank you all for joining us. Uh, That was super fun. And until next time, go Blazers. Go Blazers. Nerk dunk the ball, please. What the fuck is wrong with Nerk? I was just looking at his, um, his, the, the, I don't even want to know what his, his percentage per- is at the rim. Percentage from 0 to 3 feet. I'm going to guess it 28. Is, it's so low, man. It's, is uh, it 28 or do I need to go lower? Oh, I, where did it go? I'm just, maybe I'll leave this all in here. Uh, where did it go? I had it. I had it. It is from zero to three feet. 
No, it's better than that, but it's a career low 48%, which again, from zero to three feet is totally For a seven foot human being, as big as he is, I, I cannot tell you how many times I effing scream at my freaking TV. I'm like, don't the damn, I think half of my tweets that I've made this entire season so fucking far is Nurk dunk the ball, Nurk dunk the ball. Nerd. I'm now tur- dunk, I'm, dunk I'm, the ball. Dunk by the, ball, the way, buddy. I've also I've flipped the drinking game on its head. It used to be every time Nurk made a three, you took a drink. No, if Nurk makes a three, you finish your drink. It's now if Nurk takes a three, you you yeah. you take a drink. And my God, if I ever move the rules to if Nurk uh, does an underhanded layup, take a drink, we're all going to be on our ass about like a quarter and a half into the game. <laughs>